you think that this idea is super, super outdated, let me say this. If you think this idea is super outdated and you don't have butts and seats, well, that's all I'm going to say. You're listening to Building a Beauty Business, a show that explores how your favorite beauty pros started, scaled, and grew their business. We ask the questions you've been dying to get the answers to so that you too can start, scale, and grow your beauty business. I'm your host, Frida Brown. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode. I am always so excited to be here with you all. Talking about building a beauty business is so important to me. It's something that I naturally enjoy discussing. And so sharing with you all sometimes is really easy because these are the things that I literally did and am doing to grow my actual business. So without further ado, let's jump right into this week's episode. Today, I want to talk about literally building your beauty business, like building your business as in getting clients in the door, getting butts in seats, being booked and busy. There was a time in the very, very beginning where I was doing everybody's hair. Usually they were natural, but not always. I had a handful of clients who still got relaxers and braids and things like that. But for the most part, most of the clients had locks. But Like I said, I was willing to do whatever. I wasn't very particular. I was most concerned with getting into the habit, getting into being consistently booked. And so if you had hair and I could do it, I would do it. But as time moved on, I realized that I wanted to specialize in doing locks specifically. And so I needed to grow that part of the business. And so while there were already clients there, the clients that I had were not going to be enough to get me to where I wanted to be financially. And so... Off I went to build my business. I'm going to share some things with you that I specifically did that worked for me 10, 15 years ago and continue to work for me to this day. Get out the pen and paper because here's the first one. I know business cards seem very antiquated and outdated and who's walking around with a stack of business cards and nobody gives out business cards anymore. Say what you want about business cards. There are clients that I see to this day that I met because I gave them a business card. There are people who still call me because they will tell me, I met you in the grocery store. I met you at the gas station. You gave me a business card. I held on to it. First thing that I would say is invest in business cards. And if you think business cards are dated or old school, then get a QR code and put that on the back of your phone. So that way, when you meet people, they can scan it and they can readily access your information. People need to know you do hair. They need to know how to find you. They need to be able to get to your website as quickly as possible. If your website is super long or has hyphens in it, as mine does, it's much easier when you can direct the person immediately to the website versus spelling it out or typing it out for them. You want to make getting in your salon as easy as possible. And for me, giving out business cards that had all that information on it was the best way to do it. 
There was a lady that I met in the grocery store over 10 years ago. I kindly walked up to her, gave her a business card, and I simply said, hey, listen, your hair is beautiful. You very well may already have a stylist, but in the event that you don't, or she ever gets sick, or you're looking for a new stylist, hold on to my business card. She ended up giving me a call. She booked an appointment. Y'all, that was like at least 10 plus years ago. She has been coming to the salon every six weeks, every four to six weeks faithfully for over 10 years from one business card. I don't even know how much I spent on those business cards. Let's say I got 100 cards for $50. That's not a lot of money. What is that, 50 cents? 50 cents a card? I don't even know if the math is right on that. It doesn't matter. What I want you to focus on is the fact that I gave this lady one business card and she has been coming to me ever since. That's amazing to me. Do not concern yourself with what people will think if you approach them with a business card. Do not concern yourself with what people will think if you approach them in the grocery store, at the gas station, in a Target with a business card. Your goal is to get clients into your chair. And if you worry yourself about what they're going to think, you are going to worry yourself out of business. So don't let that be the thing that stops you. Walk up to that person, give them a business card. There are amazing sites like Zazzle. There are sites like Vistaprint, Canva. There are so many sites out there where you can create really, really nice looking business cards for a very low price. Like I said in the beginning, if business cards aren't your jam and you think that this idea is super, super outdated, let me say this. If you think this idea is super outdated and you don't have butts and seats, well, that's all I'm going to say. It's very easy to poke holes in a suggestion and you're still not thriving. I would reevaluate that. All right, moving on because I'm not trying to throw shade. The next thing that I did and still do is I encourage my friends who don't even have locks to talk about my business. Actually, I don't even really have to encourage them to do it. I talk about my business enough that they are more than willing to spread the word. I have friends and family members who do not have locks. They are more than willing to talk about my business. If they know somebody has locks, if they have a coworker or a boss or a colleague or a homegirl who's like, oh, sis, I'm looking to start my locks. They're like, call Frida, check out the lock shop. Nope, I don't have locks. But guess what I do know? She does amazing work. And I love her confidence and I love the results that I see on her Instagram page. And people are very happy when they leave her salon. You should check them out. So number two would be to surround yourself with people who can be supportive. Notice I didn't say surround yourself with people whose hair you can do. That's a bonus. But the people around you don't have to be your clients. If you specialize in extensions and wig work, Everybody around you does not have to wear extensions. Everyone around you does not have to wear a wig. But I bet you they know somebody who does. So talk your shit to them so that they can talk your shit to somebody else. Be confident in what you do and have people around you who are willing to support that. That is more of an organic thing. I'm not saying go out there and randomly select strangers and become friends with them. But I will say, so important to be surrounded by people who are supportive of your business, even if they themselves are not spending money 
in your business. All right, number three. Number three is something that I think every business should have. I don't understand how there is anybody out here who does something in a space that that's really visual, right? Like I can tell you I do hair, but I can show you better than I can tell you. You're gonna wanna see photos of my work. Get a website. You gotta have a website. You have to. The number of people who have come to the salon and commented how much they loved our website, how much they wanted to come in and get their hair done at the shop simply because they appreciated how professional the website was. And guess what? Your girl did the website. I did the website myself. I did not spend not saying you can't. If you have it, knock yourself out. But at the time, I did not have it. And it wasn't something I was willing to invest in. But I knew I could figure it out myself. I used Wix. You can also use Squarespace. Those are the two that I am most familiar with. But I know that there are others out there. But Wix was good for me. I had some professional photos done. And I uploaded those photos. I put in some copy. I added some images. And I was good to go. Yes, it was a bit extensive, right? Like it definitely wasn't the kind of project that you sit down on a Friday night with a bottle of wine or a cup of tea and say, I'm going to knock out my website in one night. Because I promise you, you will be able to tell. People will be able to tell that you did your website in one night. I can't remember exactly how long it took, but here's what I do know for sure. I know that my website gives me credibility. I know that if I am searching for a business and I drive by and I type in the name, that I am expecting a web presence, not just their Facebook page, not just their Instagram page. I want to see a website. Maybe that is old school of me, but in my opinion, having a website gives you credibility. It shows people that you are serious about your business. Website should not just be photos of you. Yes, you want a great photo in the about section, but you want your website to show your work. People should go to your website and be like, damn, Keisha does great work. She does great extensions. She does great updos. People should be able to see that. The images should be clear, they should be quality, they should not be a bunch of stock photos. I am a firm believer that the only photos that I am showing on my website, on my social media pages, are images of people whose hair I have actually done. I do not want stock images of people with locks. In the first episode, I don't know if it was the first episode, but in the prior episode, we talked about if you're in the business of doing hair, then go do somebody's hair. And if you can't afford to take professional photos, use that iPhone you have, because I have one too, go outside, get some good lighting, take some great photos, and use those on your website. If doing a professional photo shoot is not in your wheelhouse right now financially, I get it. But in 2023, in the year of this recording, there is no reason why, as a beauty professional, which is a visual industry, you don't have a good website 
with good images showing your work. It's the first thing people ask. They're either going to say, what's your website or what's your social? And I do not believe that just having a social media page is enough. You don't own the social media page. You do own your website. That is your home. That is your internet home. And people should be able to find you there. All right. Number four. This is something that till this day I continue to do. I continue to study it. I have become a student of this. I love it. I preach it to my team. I preach it to people who I don't work with. Hospitality. If you want to get butts in seats, hospitality and customer service are, I could, I could have led with this. The way that you treat people, believe it or not, is probably going to matter more than how you do their hair. So listen, I think I do hair very well. I do. I think I do hair very well. You should think the same of yourself. I don't know that I am the best person, or that rather, I don't know that I am the best stylist in the world. I don't claim to be the best stylist in the world. But what I do know is this. I will take care of your hair. I will make sure your hair looks good. But more importantly, I will make sure you feel good. When you leave the salon, when you walk out of the lock shop, you are going to feel good. You are going to feel seen. You are going to feel appreciated. You are going to be reminded of how beautiful you are. That is the key to my success. I am going to treat you like the most important person in the world. Because in that moment, you are and you deserve it. Long gone are the days of having clients come in, taking them for granted. I'm on the phone the entire time I'm doing your hair. I'm popping gum in your ear. I'm running 15 minutes late every time you come to get your hair done. I'm still on my extended lunch break. I'm not there yet. I barely say anything to you. I don't remember anything you took. Come on, y'all. Come on. The way that I dress, the way that I wear my hair, the way that I approach you, the way that I greet you by your name, all of that stuff matters. We are in an industry that is about how we look, but on a deeper level, it's also about how we make people feel. Yes, when we look good, we feel good. But I want to make sure, I want to double down on the feel good portion. In the 15 plus years that I have been doing hair, treating people like a king or a queen that they are has taken my business to the next level. That you are going to bump into a client of mine and you're going to love how their hair looks, but they're going to also tell you how much they enjoy being in the salon. They're going to tell you how special they feel when they come into the salon. When people come to you to get their hair done, you want to make them feel amazing. If you can do that, you will be so successful in the beauty industry. Treating people well 
actually goes further, in my opinion, than being a good hairstylist. It matters. It matters more than you can imagine. Last, but certainly not least, I want to know how you look. This is number five, y'all. This is number five to getting people in your chair. What does your hair look like? Now, I know there's this running joke that hairstylists are always so busy doing everybody else's hair that they don't have time for their own. And that can be true. It can be hard to carve in time to do your own hair. But you got to make it happen. You have got to make it happen. I do not feel comfortable approaching someone and telling them that I'm a hairstylist and I can make you look good and I can make you feel good and all the things and I don't look good. And it's not just how you wear your hair. It's also how you're dressed. People notice that. People notice you when you leave the house. They notice how you carry yourself. They notice your body language. They notice your clothes. If you have clients coming into the salon and every time they come in, you look like you rolled out of bed, uh, let's just say you can get more bees with honey. I don't know if this outfit is giving honey. This outfit is very much giving vinegar. Okay, it's very much giving salt. How you look matters. How you carry yourself matters. Carve out time to take care of yourself. Carve out a little, a few extra minutes in the morning to draw your eyebrows on. I just put mine on. I need to go and get a full arch, but I didn't have time for that. So instead, I said, let me put something on because the eyebrows are getting very sparse right now. Okay, it matters how you look. Those little details, maybe a nice pair of earrings. Maybe you decide, as I've seen some stylists do, and I've done this myself, that you have a work uniform. So often in the beauty industry, we typically wear black. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe you don't want to wear black. But maybe you say, when I go to work, I'm going to wear a nice pair of jeans, a button-up shirt, and a good supportive pair of work shoes. And that is what you double down on. So you buy three or four of those jeans. You buy three or four of those tops, right? And you rinse and repeat. And that's your look. The apron that you wear at work. Are we laundering that apron, guys? Or are we just wearing it over and over? These are the little things that clients actually notice. A couple of years ago, I found the cutest denim aprons for my team. And everybody has one. They're so stylish. The number of comments that we get on these aprons, not even just to be worn as aprons, but to be worn as an outfit. The denim quality is amazing. They're very, very stylish. They weren't the cheapest when it came to smocks for beauticians, but it didn't matter. I liked them. I knew that they would be a standout piece, and I knew, I knew that clients would comment on them, and they continue to to this day. These are just a few of the things that I have done to build my beauty business, and I continue to do it to this day. I continue to update the website. Obviously, I'm still doing my hair. I'm paying even more attention to how I look when I walk into the salon. I'm greeting every guest by name. I am treating them the way they deserve. I don't have business cards anymore, but I'm still approaching people and letting them know I do hair. Here's where you can find me on the internet. I promise you, if you try these things, even if you just did half of the things that I listed, you are going to see an uptick in booking. Stay consistent. 
let everything else work itself out and you will grow as a beauty professional. Guys, you know I don't like to keep these episodes too long. I want to give you practical, tactical tips that you can use to go out there and grow your beauty business. Let's stay connected. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast. Feel free to leave a five-star review and let us know what you think. I'll see you on the next one. We want to hear your stories. You can find us on social media at Building a Beauty Business. You can also find me at It's Frida Brown. We'll see you next time.